3: Hello everybody, and welcome once again to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel, right here on Radio Free Brooklyn, The End. This is a show where I, Josh Rubin, and
2: I, Noel Deneen,
3: come together once a week over a single topic, and we take that topic and figure out ways to get you incredibly rich incredibly quickly. Oh yeah. Uh, what's the rest of this part?
2: That's it. Yeah,
3: that's pretty much it. That sums it up. This is the show uh uh where we do that, and um, we don't ask for anything in advance. Mm-mm. No money up front. Mm-mm. No one-size-fits-all concepts Mm-mm. ideas. Mm-mm. We're not like those other YouTube-slash-podcast-slash-radio-financial guys Mm-mm. who... All we're doing is using our hour here to sell you on something. Mm-mm. You know, we're not teasing you with stuff and saying you got to come to our seminar or mm-hmm. you got to buy our books or buy our program. Mm-mm. That's how what we do. We give these ideas out free. Mm-hmm. You get the whole idea. Mm-hmm. Nothing but the idea. Mm-hmm. You're looking insane right now. <laughs> Um and uh uh we give it to you. You take it and you action it. Yeah. you make it happen. You become the person that you always wanted to be. Yeah. You don't need therapy. Uh-uh. You don't need uh uh happiness, Mm-mm. you don't need uh uh all you need is get rich quick. Yeah. You need money. Yeah. That's all you need. That's that'll just change everything for you. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. Money's good. Money's great. Money's the best. I love money. Yeah. I live for money. I want money. And so how do we get money, Noel?
2: I'll tell you. After you have become your best possible version of yourself through nothing, nothing other than the power of money. Yeah. You remember, hey, I didn't get here from the help of a therapist. I didn't get here from the help of a high school math teacher. Some bullshit mentor? P- no, no mentor. Yeah, you're like right. I got here because one day <clears throat> I was sitting at home, mm-hmm. and I listened to Get Rich Quick with Josh and Noel. <clears throat> mm-hmm. I owe them something. I owe them not just something, something specific. I owe them ten percent of everything I made. I need to tithe them. That's right. To show my homage. Your homage? To show
3: homage. your homage? My homage. Your homage? Yeah. Um To pay homage. To pay homage. There you go. Yeah. You don't want to show your homage. Why not? Because it's like showing your slip. People are gonna see something fall out and it's gonna be ugly.
2: <laughs> oh boy. <laughs>
3: But, yeah, that's it. That's all we ask for, guys.
2: That's all we ask for is 10% of everything you've ever made. Yeah,
3: once you've made it all.
2: Once you made it all. We're
3: not saying, like, if you're sitting in a trailer right now Mm-mm. and- No,
2: we don't <clears throat> want 10% of that Paps no. and one of those pieces of salami.
3: I could use a piece of salami right now, though.
2: I got some salami today.
3: You did? Yeah. You got your, uh, your, your mail-order salami? I got my salami? quarterly-
2: uh, <laughs> Do you get quarterly? <laughs> well, Your no, two pound about.
3: salamis in the mail quarterly? <laughs> about. Are you on like a, a program where it's like a salami a month club or no, something like I, that? No, I hadn't
2: had any in a while actually, and then I was like, I need to get some salami, especially now it's summer. Yeah. You know, you don't want to cook. You just cut a charcuterie time, man. Cut a few pieces salami. Yeah. And just sl- chop a pi- pickle. Slam that salami. Have some uh, Swiss cheese.
3: Mix it in with some eggs. No, no, I don't think so. Yeah, no, actually, you can do that.
2: Yeah, I don't like eggs.
3: Yeah, that's you. I'm saying that's something one can do.
2: I'm going to egg your house.
3: You're not. You don't like eggs. You don't even like to hold them I in your hand. I have three
2: eggs. Why? I have three eggs that are a week and a half old, That's probably too old to still do anything with.
3: Eggs last forever. That's not true. They They last an extraordinarily long time. Do they? Yes. In fact, I believe the U.S. is the only country, maybe Canada, I don't know, but as far as I know, the U.S. is the only country that requires Uh eggs to be refrigerated. Oh, okay. They're so hardy that eggs, uh, uh, when you go through supermarkets in Europe, eggs are just out. Okay. They last for a very long time. Well, then maybe I'll try
2: to make something with these three eggs. What are you going to make with them? You don't like eggs. Uh, There's things with eggs in them, though I don't mind. Do you like flan? I do. So you can make flan. I like quiche.
3: How can you like quiche? Because and that's not like the eggiest
2: egg. thing I like.
3: That that's the end of the egginess that you're in. I liked
2: the uh, tortilla in uh, Spain.
3: Really? So yeah. you like an omelet? Well, that's mostly potato. Bullshit. It's no, egg I don't. And I don't. Potato. I don't like an omelets. Omelet.
2: No. But that's an omelet. You define it, <clears> and yet if I eat an omelet, I'm not too crazy about that. But I could, I could put an omelet down. What do you
3: mean? Like I don't. What do you? Oh, like put it down. Like swallow it. Yeah. Like, okay. Uh huh. But eggs over easy.
2: Oh. Or like hard boiled egg. Oh.
3: Really? Scrambled egg?
2: I could put that down if I had to.
3: So as long as the the yolk and the white are mixed, there can't be any pieces of white at all. Right. And then I can I can oh, get it down. Oh, it's the white that that freaks it you out. me. Really? Yeah. Um, it's the protein that skeeves you. So could you eat an egg yolk? I could. I figured when I said, when I said, uh, 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 you know, eggs over easy or sunny side up, I thought it was just the sliminess of the fatty yolk no. was would would be what. Uh, no. Did I ever tell you the story about when I was in camp? I didn't eat eggs for two years mm-hmm. because when I was like nine years old in camp, yeah. my camp, it was a sleep away. And for some reason, it, and it was only at breakfast, we had waiters. And I don't know why, but they would just bring out platters of, you know, eggs and pancakes and bacon and stuff and drop them on the table. And the waiter that was serving us was a vegetarian. And he felt it was necessary to really make us understand what it was we were eating. Mm-hmm. So he comes down and he just drops the platter of egg, scrambled eggs and he goes, another plate of chicken embryos. And it just skeeved me out so much I didn't eat uh Oh, that that doesn't skeeve me out. I don't know. It was something the idea that it was an embryo, that it was a baby. You know, just I couldn't handle.
2: I only like to eat those chickens when they, when they've been alive.
3: Do you? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. Do you? Do you? Would you ever eat one of those duck eggs? Those uh, uh, uh what are they called? They're the uh, the fetal duck eggs that are very popular in Southeast Asia. No, couldn't do that. Huh? No, it's all white. It's not white. It's a, it's like a, a, a mostly formed animal. It's got, still it's got all that
2: egg white. <laughs> it's like a hard-boiled egg with like feathers in it. Yeah, and yeah. bones. Hard-boiled egg. <laughs> with
3: feathers and bones.
2: Feathers and bones I might not That mind. you're
3: okay with. Yeah. All right. Okay, I'm just trying to figure it out. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so that's our show, guys. <laughs> yeah, that's it. That's it, in a nutshell. Wah, 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 it's, wah. Uh, it's, uh, we make you money and Noel won't eat eggs. Yeah. I think if you're willing to pay Noel,
1: mm-hmm.
3: uh, we'll do a video at some point where Noel eats eggs, but you gotta pay us money. Oh, a lot of money. And, and just, and if you really pay us money, it'll just be egg whites. Oh, no. I'll oh, just scramble no, up no, a load no, of oh, egg whites. No,
2: that's not happening. And-,
3: and I don't it, think I could. Really? For like a million dollars you couldn't? <sighs> It'd be so hard. You really couldn't, if someone said, dropped, like fucking opened up a case with a million dollars in it in front of you, mm-hmm. and said, you have to eat this plate, like like they f- scrambled up an entire carton of the egg whites. So what is that? A, a pint of egg whites. <sighs> and said, you have to eat all of that.
2: For a million dollars? With
3: toast. You can have toast with it, too.
2: I'd do it, but it would uh, it would mm. be really hard.
3: Yeah, you might throw up later on. Yeah, I would. That's okay. It's a million dollars, dude. Like, how, how you would even think twice about that? I would.
2: I said I would.
3: It's a money show. Want to think I'm not doing that? Yeah, exactly. So, guys, this guys. is the deal. If you can come up with a million bucks, yeah. uh, I will scramble up a gallon of egg whites. A gallon? No. This is the deal. We <laughs> talked about it. It's on tape. Uh-huh. A gallon of egg whites, uh, and you will eat them all. Yeah.
2: With toast if you want, but that's it. Salt and pepper, obviously. And and if you guys can get me a million dollars, I'll get a gallon of spit for Josh to drink. If they can get you, what? I, so I don't even get a million dollars.
3: No, well that that would go to you. Yeah, I won't drink spit for a million dollars. What? I won't do it. There's I won't a money drink a show, gallon gosh. of spit. Like when I watch those those shows where they go and- uh, uh spit. Those anthropology shows uh-huh. where they end up in the Amazon- And, with and the, they, make, the, booze and they make booze out of spit. And they make booze out of spit. I'm like, nope, not going to happen. All right. Not worth a million dollars to me. Okay. You clearly have a price to do anything. Yeah. And that number is a million dollars. Yeah. Because you're cheap. That's right. I might drink a gallon of spit for $10 million.
2: What? you it oh come on Josh.
3: What? Ten million dollars for a use gallon a million of spit? Buck. Dude, first of all, for a how day's long work. Would, how long would it take you to gather up a gallon? Like, I don't know who spit this is. Like this shit is disease. I don't know who's to get a gallon of spit is not going to be just you sitting there spitting a gallon. that would take you a month to spit a gallon. Or not probably not yeah, maybe a month.
2: Not an allergy season.
3: <laughs> oh that's not just spit then. Yeah, it's not. No, that's see, that's wrong. That's disease that's no, no, forget it. It's totally different from a food I don't know. Okay.
2: Like. So we know who really wants to get rich here.
3: Anyway, <laughs> uh I haven't seen Noel all week, nope. and all he wants to talk about is me drinking spit. <laughs> um so to
2: change the subject, have yeah, you been, Noel? I've been good. Uh so I was thinking. My uh lady friend lives over by uh Otto Shrunken Head. Is that a bar? Yeah. It's up on 14th
3: Street. Wow, why don't you give out her address? No. You just basically have. No, I
2: didn't. I just said she lives over by. Uh Uh-huh. And when she has friends... When you say
3: over, do you mean like the apartment is over Otto (laughs) Head. That's exactly what I mean. Okay.
2: Uh, And uh, when she has friends that come... When she has friends? When she has friends. Does
3: she go through periods where she doesn't have friends?
2: When she has friends that come into town... Oh, okay. uh, She often wants to stop there and uh see if there's a band playing
3: that's so funny because the guy who i took spanish class f- from uh-huh. who was the teacher played at auto shrunken head okay. with his metal band right. a couple times while we were in the middle of, we, we were All invited right. there by him oh, it just gave that address out funnily we were never invited to auto shrunken head by you or your girlfriend
2: uh well it's always just kind of a friend. it's it's never been a whatever I don't want to hear your event. excuses. She's always just like oh we should go there. Yeah, okay. Anyway. Right. Uh, <laughs> <what the dick>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so uh, this is a, I was thinking about this the other day. Uh-huh. It's I used to go there a bunch quite a while ago because Tom mm. Tenning CEO, or not CEO, actually. Founder. I shouldn't say founder. Co-founder. Co-founder of Radio Free Brooklyn. Man with the power. Mm-hmm. Pulling the strings. Is he the number one now? No. With the
3: new...
1: That's, that's
2: why I said you can't actually call him a CEO because... Can there uh, even be a CEO there is of a... a of well, the... The chair, there's a chairman of the board. Oh, there is? Okay. Yeah. Rob Pritchard. Oh, he's, a, he's
3: the, he's the chairman, chairman of the, of the board. board? Yeah. But he yeah, has to be separation of powers now, right? Exactly.
2: So, so Tom is like the president <coughs> of the other stuff. Right. Okay. Gotcha. Uh, so he used to have a theater over by there, and we used to go over. It was actually started out being Barmacy. I remember barmacy and, and, I didn't and that realize it, that was the same place. Yeah, and that turned into Otto Trunk Trunken Head while uh, that theater was going. So we used to go there sometimes, <clears throat> and we went there one time, and- Uh, I was in the bathroom, and there are a bunch of just, like, drunken yahoos there, right? Fucking asshole. And some guy is in the uh, stalls taking a pee, and his buddy starts smashing on the door and being like, ah, what are you doing in there? Taking so long. You're gay. Because, obviously, gay people take long peas, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And the guy's retort to this was, I'm going to go out there and show you how gay I am in your face. (laughs) 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 Which I don't think came out quite as he was meaning, but it was great to me. (laughs) That
3: was fantastic. I, I, you know. That's a threat that, that is. I would be really afraid that he was going to uh, 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 do, uh-huh. you know? I mean, if someone's going to be gay to my face, that brings up a whole bunch of thoughts that I don't want to have personally. Yeah. That's just me. Uh, it's a good story, Noel. Yeah. You know why it's a good story? No. Because amazingly, uh-huh. uh, and this doesn't happen often. Uh, no, that's true. Uh, but it segs perfectly into our topic today. Yes. Because Noel,
2: our topic today is Our topic today is threats. That's right. How to get rich with them or beat the person if they don't get you rich.
3: That's right. Beat the person if they don't, or at least say you're gonna beat the person if they don't get you rich. It's not a threat if you do it. Yeah. That's what my father always used to say. I don't know about that. Say don't he say don't make threats that you're not gonna keep. Yeah. And he'd say, It's not a threat if you actually do it.
2: Well, that's a that, that's a contradiction.
3: You know, you tell him that. Okay. I'll go dig up his grave and you can whisper <laughs> that in his well, ear. That's a threat. Son of a bitch. <laughs> no, that's a promise, my what? friend. Anyway, Noel. Yeah, anyway. Threats. Threats. Have you wor- ever been threatened? Uh, uh yeah. <clears throat> of course. Have you ever felt threatened?
2: Mm, sure.
3: Okay. Just checking.
2: <laughs> anyway no threats. Yeah. how are you gonna get rich with them? I'll tell you so um everyone knows you would have to live under a rock not to have heard about the bullying epidemic plaguing society hmm you know social media has made bullying explode in quantity and quality no longer stops when the school bell rings high
3: quality bullying is that what you're saying like like when you say the quality of bullying, what does that mean?
2: Well, it's not just like nya, nya, you're stupid." You know, it's, you know, it, it's on Facebook. <coughs> right. It's, it's broad. It's got a wide spectrum. Yeah, that's right. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, over twenty-four percent of kids are bullied. Uh, bullied students have increased risk of poor school adjustment, mm-hmm. sleep issues, anxiety, depression. Mm -hmm. Risk of mental health and behavioral issues Uh, negatively negatively impacts their self-esteem and their relationships with friends and family. Uh, They do worse at school. They have health issues. More than twice as likely to suffer from headaches and stomach aches. And worst of all, 2.5 times more likely to attempt suicide. Yep. Which is significant. It is um and certain groups get more than their fair share of the impact too over 35% of students with disabilities are bullied 74% of LGBTQ students are bullied that's a lot it is uh you know lots of people attempt to nowadays they're trying to mitigate bullying through education they teach Kids' ways to intervene and, uh, you know, cope with the problems. Mm-hmm. But when it comes down to it, really, kids, they're just mean pack animals, and they won't stop praying on the weak. They're awful. They are. They really are. mm mm-hmm. um, So, you know, people find their own way out. Some folks uh, may go the Charles Atlas route, you know, bully kicks sand in his face, he works out, and then he goes and beats up the bully. That's right. Some people learn how to be invisible and just never come up on anyone's radar. Mm -hmm. Uh, But some people, they learn how to be funny in order to fuse and deflect.
3: Why did I know you were going to use that one? I don't know. Yeah, go ahead. Uh,
2: Is that what you did? Yeah, sure. I wasn't bullied really. Well, I kind of. There was a a, a guy at one point who tried to bully me briefly, and then uh, he like got me in the hallway and was like, "There there was a girl in my class who had died, and he was accusing <laughs> oh, me. Keep it light of having seen me smile that week. Oh, really? About something? About just anything? The yeah. fact that you smiled." Yeah, and I was uh, like seven years old or something, right? Uh, So he was going to beat me up or something, and him and his buddies. And they came up at me and pinned me against the lockers in the hallway. And he went to punch me, and all I did was move. Uh And he punched the wall, Uh and I guess it hurt him. Uh And it kind of went down like I beat him up. Okay. <laughs> and then that was the end of the bullying. Uh-huh. Uh huh. So I, I wasn't really bullied. That's great. Like, it's that, that
3: little twist of fate. Yeah. Changed your life drastically. Yeah.
2: And I may have, like, then pushed him.
3: Yeah, whatever. And then beat him and beat him and beat him. No. Yeah. Uh, but I mean, had he connected and he and his buddies beaten you up, it yeah. may have been a whole different story for And then you. another time he
2: tried something and I hit him. Same guy. Same guy. And I oh, hit him. Oh, you actually
3: punched him. And yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm going to
2: leave this kid alone. Yeah. But that was the that was the turn of the tide is when right. he punched the wall. Um so Chris Rock, uh he was one of the only black students at his Brooklyn High School and he's routinely beat up and bullied and he credits being bullied as uh making him the man he was. Howard Stern, he was picked on by a local bully. Uh John Mullaney, Kevin Hart, Aziz Ansari, lots more. The list just kept going and going. I figured I got I got people to get rich i can't just sit here and list off in sociological
3: circles it would be known as the alpha betas okay is that what it's called no i made that up okay
2: i like it yeah uh so in general humor helps us cope with our problems uh and there's a couple different ways that it does Uh, if you're miserable it uh it helps you fake it till you make it Mm -hmm. right if you're laughing you're uh, not but, crying. No, you're not. Uh, but being the one that actually creates the humor, it allows us to control situations and manipulate the mood. Play the room, right? Gives power in circumstances where there was no power. Now, I've known a lot of comedians and improvisers in my life, and uh, I'm sure anyone out there who's met, and particularly improvisers, Uh, (laughs) Many lack the ability to turn it off, (laughs) right? Uh, And I always assumed it was a need for approval Mm -hmm. or social awkwardness. Uh, But what if it isn't? Neurologists Elias D. Grandio and Mario F. Mendez recently published a paper where they describe patients with brain disorders... That led to intra- intractable joking, <clears throat> basically compu- compulsive joke addiction. One of the, one of the examples in their study was a 69 year old right handed man, was being treated for compulsive joking that had started five years ago. He would wake his wife up in the middle of the night, tell her jokes he thought up. His wife got him to stop by uh, having him write the jokes down, but it was still causing havoc in their marriage. Turns out. He'd had a stroke, which had damaged his brain and caused his compulsive need to constantly make and tell jokes. Another example. 57-year-old man suddenly became a constant jokester. Turns out he had Picks disease. Picks? Yeah, Picks disease, Mm -hmm. uh, which had damaged the same part of the right hemisphere of his brain and caused him compulsive joking. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, uh, as far as brain damage goes, there's worse kinds of brain damage than that, so this is what we're going to do. Okay. This is what you're going to do, dear yep. listener. Yep. Especially any of you guys out there with a scalpel, a stick. Uh-huh. <laughs> the scalpel and the stick? a stick? Scalpel or a
3: stick. Uh, or a stick, yeah. one or the other. You can be an actual- Coat hanger, you, you can, can be, probably do this with. Hey, watch it. You can be an actual medical professional- or you could just be a guy with a stick.
2: A guy good with a stick. Uh-huh. Okay, right. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you are gonna go out there, and you are gonna save a generation of kids from being bullied. Kids that are being bullied will, their parents will take them to you, pay you dearly to make this kid come out of the shell, mm-hmm. to master the situation. To suddenly, a bully's coming up to you. Suddenly, everyone's on your side, though, because you turn the situation around because you are hilarious. Just constantly making jokes. Constantly making jokes. Constantly being fun, funny. Women will love you. Men will love you. You will have the power. <coughs> your children, the, these children will have the right. power. And it's all because. The teachers may hate them. Teachers may, but they'll still like them.
3: Right, they'll I, be like, "Oh, the kid's so funny." I know. I wish he would stop interrupting class but, with his constant uh, joke telling. But it's so but, good. Uh, right? It's like I'm a, I'm constant. I'm I'm at a, a Chris Rock show yep. every day. I'm at a, a I don't know Sarah Silverman show every day. Every day. Yeah,
2: I'm at a Monique
3: show every
2: day. Monique show every day. And suddenly, your 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 kid who uh, is feeling bad about themselves. Because they're being picked on for being <clears throat> LGBTQ, uh-huh. for being disabled, just for being awkward. Or maybe just being smaller than someone else. Right. Or maybe smiling on the week someone passed away. Uh, they have the power. They're looked up to. And there's mm-hmm. a there's a turn on the tables. Imagine being in a class with three of those the, kids in um, it. Imagine a time when you were a kid. If suddenly... A different road had opened to you, and from that moment on, you're the golden child. Again, I say, mm-hmm. imagine being in the
3: room with three of those kids—three empowered kids—not <clears throat> getting beat up. Like you know what it's like being at a dinner table with nothing but improv uh-huh. performers. That's great, is it? Yeah. What, you still doing improv?
2: Not, not lately. <laughs> <laughs>
3: yeah uh I love it. It's a great idea There's a lot of money in it you know I think the pa- there is a lot of money in it i just I think there will be some buyer's remorse on the parents' end mm. because I think you know by month six, by year two mm-hmm. by year five uh they're going to want to kill the kid
2: well, then you can offer uh ongoing therapy uh-huh, where you, you teach go. them how to hone their craft. <laughs> and get better. Stand-up classes. Stand-up classes, uh-huh. improv classes, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, so it's not just the kid in the corner being like, look at me, I fought, you, you know? Could, you could then eventually start a
3: whole series of uh, sort of trade schools mm-hmm. that are f- just geared towards these kids being in this, the, the the world of comedic comedy yeah. with writing classes, groundling styles, yeah. sketch Group troops, yeah. improv classes, stand-up. Show running, right? Yeah. Up the game, producing. Well, you would produce everything. That would be part of the contract start that would with, be signed. But, yeah. I feel like that's part of the contract that would be signed, that you're just involved in, you're, you, you know. Okay. You have a piece of their production companies as well. All right. It's a long game. It's a long game. Yeah. I like it. That's okay. solid. Well, sticking with the kids and their parents, Noel. Yeah um i want to talk about parents threatening their kids
2: okay i like it
3: they all do that
2: yes they do
3: every parent you can't walk through a fucking target on a saturday imagine walking through an ikea on a saturday you ever walk to the ikea in brooklyn you ever go to the ikea in brooklyn and in in no no so saturday it's a big thing in ikea on saturday because it's uh
2: Free meatballs, half-priced meatballs. No,
3: no, no. But it's a it's it's a very common place because you can take the ferry over. Mm-hmm. Um, what you have on Saturdays, because it's the holy day and you're not really supposed to do anything, is you have large groups of large groups of Hasidic families take the ferry for free mm-hmm. over to IKEA, then wander through IKEA, and then leave. And walk through Brooklyn and then get back on the ferry and go back, all because it's free. Mm -hmm. And, you know, these Hasidic families will have, in some cases, six, seven kids in them. Yeah. And the fathers generally are pretty hands-off, and the mothers are out of their minds trying to corral these kids running around Ikea. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I think they just take them so they can throw them in the ball pits for a while, and it's like, you know... But they'll, you know, they, you will hear these mothers screaming at their kids in Yiddish, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and you don't, I don't speak Yiddish, but I know they're threatening their lives. Mm-hmm. They're telling them I'm going to kill you or, you know, God's going to do something terrible to you yeah. or something along those lines. But anyway, you know, you hear these stuff. We've all been threatened by our parents. Yeah. And the one thing that there is a consensus on across all psychological arms, whether it be social work, psychology, psychiatry, Mm -hmm. clinical psychology, is that they don't actually work. They work for the short term. Yeah. But in the long term, what happens is the young kids, they learn very quickly that the parents generally won't go through with the threats because they tend to be so extreme. Yeah. And if the kid shows any moxie and stands up to the threat, uh, the parent backs down Yeah, in some fashion. Um, they realize that their bad behavior has no real consequences, and uh, they also, in a certain way, have control over the parent, right? By being able to get a reaction from the parent, negative or otherwise, mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. validation for what they're doing, um, In teenagers, it can cause uh, uh, depression, uh, anxiety, disruptive behavior issues. And according to one study done at uh, Bowling Green State University, they realized that uh, with parents, particularly fathers, Mm -hmm. apparently uh, just the verbal – if a father – was threatening, verbally threatening. didn't have to be physical, just verbally threatening. Mm -hmm. Uh, The effect on teenagers, higher rates of depression, higher rates of anxiety, higher rates of suicide. With mothers, there had to be uh, physical abuse coupled with it to show any sort of major change, which I thought was interesting. And I I was wondering, they didn't really go into it, but I was wondering if that had to do with uh, the fact that fathers tend to just be more physically imposing. Mm-hmm. Like there's uh, generally a fear of because a father is bigger, stronger, whatever they represent. Yeah. There is a fear of actual physical harm without them actually having to hit you. Yeah. And while with a mother, you sort of don't think about it. And then once she starts beating you with a shoe or something, you you it clicks. Um, <clears throat> And these are all, and 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 these all have very lasting ill effects. Mm-hmm. We've all experienced it. We all know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a problem with this, okay. right? Most parents don't always have the time to discipline correctly in the moment. Okay. Right? I thought you were going
2: to say most parents don't have the time to threaten their kids. Yeah. No, <laughs> they have
3: plenty of time to threaten their kids because it's quick. It's a quick and easy Pay payoff yeah. or theoretical solution to the problem, right? I mean, you know picture you're the parent home Mm -hmm. whatever it is you're cooking dinner you're helping one kid with the homework you're at the same time your mom or your dad is on the phone with you asking you how to fucking set up their wi-fi yeah or why the FaceTime doesn't work or whatever it may be you're juggling three or four things you're also thinking about the shit that's going down at your job and then the other kid is in the living room, jumping, to, look at me, yeah. look at me, yeah, 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 yeah. pay attention to me, pay attention to me, and your head's about to explode, and you say, stop jumping on that fucking couch, I'm going to kill you. Yeah. And the kid goes, ha ha, yeah. do it, you know,
2: and you just, you, you lose your mind. Yeah. Right? Kid's poking the bear, poking the bear, poking the bear. The, the, the squeaky wheel better shut up or it's getting a knuckle sandwich That's,
3: when it gets home. Exactly. Exactly. Wait till I tell your father; he's gonna beat the shit out of you. Uh, well, he didn't beat the shit out of me this time. Go ahead, tell him. Um, and you know, depending on how old they are, yeah, they may ignore you. Mm-hmm. They may poke the bear more, or even worse, even worse when they just laugh at you. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I did that a couple times, <laughs> just like exactly like that. Like, I uh, sure you will. Uh, drove my mother to the point where she actually spun around And just started trying to hit me in the car uh-huh. You know, crazy And I just laughed <laughs> uh, it Made her angrier and angrier She almost crashed um, <clears throat> That's terrible uh-huh. But what do you do in those situations? How do you control the kids in those situations? If they're not going to control themselves mm-hmm. What do you do? You don't give them the silent treatment They say silent treatment's bad You have to stop everything you're doing and parent correctly, mm-hmm. whatever that means. I was thinking, well, that's a problem. How do we actually stop this? In a way that's like valid. How do we keep parents from 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 damaging their children in the long run with a simple moment because the child can't control themselves? Mm-hmm. I thought to myself, well, maybe if there was a way that you could like flip a switch, right? Like I was thinking, like shock collars, like on dogs. Okay. And I said that was a, that's a bit extreme. Yeah. We've done stuff like that. Then mm-hmm. I was thinking about uh, uh, a wireless helmet mm-hmm. that sits on their head, and you can send impulses there. But again, we've done that before. Yeah. But you know my love of all things wireless.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
3: but then it struck me. Why can't you just hypnotize kids? Okay. Right. And I sort of did a little research. I actually went a li- another step. And I was curious because I, I was thinking to myself, kids are probably more susceptible to hypnotism than adults, mm-hmm. right? Their brains are sort of more ready to be washed. Mushed. Yeah. Yeah. They're much mushier. And I looked up and there was a study done on 569 kids from mm-hmm. the age of uh, 19 down to, I think, five on the susceptibility Mm
2: -hmm.
3: of uh, 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 hypnotism.
2: Yeah, and if there are any kids out there listening to this show, I would like to stress, Joss said 569. Anyway, go ahead.
3: (laughs) I thought you were going to say, if there are any kids listening to this show, you are getting sleepy. (laughs) Very, very sleepy. Um, And it turns out that the peak... Hypnotizability, yeah, of people is the age interval of nine to twelve years. Oh, perfect. Which, in my opinion, is right when the beginning of the assholeism of sure. children starts. Yeah, right. Any that area that's basically considered the tween years. Right, they're moving out of that part where they love mom and dad to bits. And into that part where all they give a fuck about is their friends, yeah. and the hormones kick in, and everything you do is wrong, right? So this is what I'm suggesting. Okay. Between the ages of 9 and 12, mm-hmm. once you're kid, it's like, you know, these days with dogs, uh, uh, they say you don't neuter your dog till he's a year old. It okay. used to be like five, six months. You get them neutered right away. But now they're saying you don't neuter your dog till they're like a year old because uh, they need the hormones uh, to, you know, th- by a year they're fully formed. Okay. You know what I mean? Their bone structure, their muscles, yada yada yada. Less chance of cancer, supposedly, everything like that. But if your dog starts getting really aggressive and humpy before that, then you get them clipped off. All right. This is what we're talking about. We're we're, we're Clipping off your child's emotional testicles. Okay. Uh, at some what, The minute they start showing the signs mm-hmm. of being humpy and aggressive, you just clip their emotional testicles right off. So you bring them to a doctor. You're just saying, we're going to see the doctor. Mm-hmm. And they're not going to know. They're going to get hypnotized. They're not going to remember it. They're going to be like, I took a nap in the doctor's office. Yeah. Am I okay? You're fine. You're gonna lay down some basic stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And and basically there's gonna it's gonna be it's gonna be flipping a switch. There's gonna be a word, you have a keyword that you use that just calms the kid down. Yeah. You know what I mean? Whatever it may be. And that theoretically should be enough, with them having to come in and, and come and get another treatment later on just to reinforce, reinforce. If they sort of build up a resistance to it, you can start laying down heavier shit like where you can actually threaten and they will live that threat in their mind without you actually having to do it. Right. Like your father's going to kill you. And then they actually think that their father is trying to kill them, physically trying to kill them for a period of time till you snap them out of it. And they've lived that terror without actually being abused in any way, shape or form. Um, and that's it. And you're going to set up these, these hypnotism things. And similarly to what you're saying, it's like it is just going to change the face of the game. Parents will be flocking.
2: Yeah, to Ikea.
3: To Ikea. Yes, you can set up your offices in the Ikea ball pit. Oh, yeah. There you go. And instead, when they watch the movies on the TV, it's really just hypnotizing them and laying this thing down. And you're not even, you don't even have to be there. You're shopping in Ikea. Yeah. Come on now.
2: And they think they're eating meatballs.
3: Yeah. That's right. They're not even actually eating meatballs. But But, uh, there's a fortune in that. There is. There there is. I like
2: it. Uh, You know what, guys? If you have out-of-control kids and we just solved your life's problems, you probably want to give us some money, even if you're not getting rich (coughs) off this idea. You want to give us some money. Go to RadioFreeBrooklyn.com. Go to the Get Rich Quick with Josh Noel show page. Hit the Sponsor button. Pledge an amount. Half that money goes to Josh and I. Half that money goes to Radio Free Brooklyn. So you get to feel good about yourself self still. If you don't have kids and you're like, why would I want to do that to kids? Then you can go to radiofreebrooklyn.com, go to the get no, go to the <laughs> pledge button. The pledge button. Go to the get rich quick button. Yeah. Uh-huh. No matter what. Just uh-huh. give us money. Uh, no, but you, you can. You can you can <laughs> skip us and just give money to Radio Free Brooklyn. Uh Ready Free Brooklyn a 501c3 organization, so you get to uh, get a tax break. Feel good about yourself. Uh, if you want to support us without giving us any money, tell your friends about how great Radio Free Brooklyn is. And download the app. Listen to the app. iPhone, Android, doesn't matter. And tell your friends about that. Come on. That. That's ridiculous. You know, we give you so many ideas every show. That makes me want to punch you. We also... Making you want to punch me? Uh, anyone. You just want to punch. I just want to punch. Okay. Uh, we also put another little way of getting rich. In case that wasn't enough. So, Mr. Josh, please take it away.
3: The Get Rich Quick Tip of the Week, brought to you by Radio Free Brooklyn.
1: Hey, my friends, this is Daniel Alley, and today I want to share with you a method that you can use in sales that can absolutely change your life. And I believe that if you fully understand it and apply it in every area of your life, even if it's on the job, or if it's in your family, or anywhere you go, I guarantee you it's going to work for you. So listen up. All right, the method is called Feel, Felt, Felt found, and basically the way this works is you say something like this, I know how you feel, I felt that way before, but what I found is, and you go on explaining exactly what you want to explain in order to persuade that person to take a certain action that you want them to take. Alright guys, let me give you a clear example of how this method can actually work.
0: Daniel, I need chocolate right now.
1: Hey, I understand how you feel. When I get my chocolate urges, I felt that way before. But what I found is that chocolate will come because you can get chocolate anywhere you go. And I'll get it for you, baby. Don't worry. Ah, ah,
2: ah. <laughs> I'll get it for you, baby. Uh, Don't worry.
3: The feel felt found. Uh, I'm going to start Daniel, using that I'll method wait. on you and see how long it takes for you to feel like I am the most patronizing piece of shit you've ever met in your entire life.
2: I know how you feel when you say that, because <laughs> I've felt that I've way. I felt that way before about you before, and I've found uh-huh. that mm-hmm. when I want to crush you, <laughs> the best thing <laughs> is just to I don't know, yeah, give me twenty bucks. The feel, felt, found method. What an idiot! Yeah, it, unbelievable. Yeah. Anyway, guys, we're getting rich with threats, or else. That was ridiculous. (laughs) You know the old uh, canary in the coal mine, right? How's that a threat? Uh, I'll tell you, right? In the old days, people would bring canary cages into mines with them, and if there were poison gas, the bird would die, and they know to get out. Got me thinking. read an article in National Geographic (coughs) about crows. Someone had written in a question about crow funerals, and they wanted to know more about it. Crow funerals? Yeah, so when a crow dies, other crows gather around the dead crow. They also call out to other crows to come to the body, and they all gather around the body. Really? Yeah. They're smart little birdies. They really are. Uh, So uh, Kaylee Swift from University of uh, Washington, uh, professor and author of are crows smarter than children? <laughs> she explained what what's happening here. Turns out the crows are not actually having a, a funeral for their fellow crow. Hmm. What they're doing is they are investigating to see if there's any sort of threat where the death occurred so they can avoid it in the future. Oh. Uh, Swift didn't experiment Where people wearing a mask would hold a dead crow near food. The crows, uh, they would uh, see it, and they would associate the mask face with danger. And they would, like, scold the person, too. They would, like, crow mean at the person. Okay. They would just yell at them. Yeah. They would. At them. And they would also give out uh, cries of warning to the other crows around. Right. Well, that just seems like stranger danger kind of stuff. It does, right? Uh, so, another side note here crows have an amazing ability to tell humans apart, uh, mm-hmm. which is why they use the mask, right? So, okay. they use different masks in different situations for the experiment. Okay. Uh so the crows would scold the person and make put out alert calls to other crows. Uh then the crows would stay away from the area for days. And then the person with the mask would go back, but this time without the dead crow. And they would come up again, they'd recognize him and come up and crow at him scoldingly and warn the other crows, and then they'd stay away for days again just for seeing the person that they recognized as the previous threat. Mm -hmm. Uh, Crows can actually recognize people, and remember if they're a friend or foe, for over 10 years. Mm -hmm. And when I say over 10 years, I say that because that's as long as the study went. They never found the point where crows couldn't remember friend or foe anymore, mm-hmm. uh, which is fascinating to me. Crow, I read a bunch of, about crows that didn't have to do with this, too. Mm-hmm. Crows are cool. Crows and ravens?
3: Yeah, they're always cool. They're always in all the cool movies, the, like in the movie The Crow. They're super smart. Oh, yeah, whatever.
2: They really are. <clears throat> Give me some examples. Okay. So they put a crow. <coughs> uh, oh, no, this was, this was a raven, but they're the same family. Yeah. Um, 601. in a place, and they had food in a tube that they couldn't get with sticking their beacon. And so they had a tool that the crows could pick up and use to get the food out, and they did. And then they took that, and they made it so that the crow would have to modify the tool to be able to get the food out, and they did it. And then they put it where the crow would have to get a tool out of one tube to get a tool out of another tube to get the food out with that tool mm-hmm. and then they did it 10 would they have
3: to put the tool together
2: no they'd have to they'd have to use they'd have to grab one tool from one to, tube oh, to get to the, get other, get the tool. other tool out gotcha. that tube yeah. and then they did it 10 tubes where the crow had to get the smallest tool to get the bigger tool, 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 all the way down the line to get the food. And the crows would come and wouldn't flail around trying to figure out how to do it. They would just look at the situation mm-hmm. and then start doing it right. It's pretty fascinating.
3: Yeah, and they'd end up with the biggest tool of all, Noel knee. Wow.
2: Wow. What? Wow. Oh, I'm sorry. So anyway, guys. Uh, So these crows can recognize the threatening face holding the dead crow for 10 years. So at first I thought about making scarecrows that would actually work, right, by using these techniques. Huge money in that. I guess you'd just have to hang a dead crow by the scarecrow. Yeah, basically. uh,
3: I mean, I feel like that's a good... Just in general, mm-hmm. that's a good lesson for
2: guys wanting to save their crops yeah. with the scarecrow. And these dead crows they were using in the experiments, they actually said these were uh, stuffed crows, right? So it's not like they got to go out and knock a crow on the head for every time they do the experiment. You can get you can get a dead crow you know what? and get 10 years of experiment out of
3: it. If you live somewhere where there's a shit ton of crows and they're destroying your co- crops, mm-hmm. you know, kill a crow to save a lot of crows. That's but, all. So I, I I'm thought not, I'm about, not adverse to that. Uh, okay.
2: So I thought about making a, a scarecrow that would actually work, and there would be huge money in that. And I thought, hey, why not get more money? Okay. Right. <clears throat> why not double dip? So what you're going to do is you're going to make giant scarecrows, ones that can be seen from neighboring towns or highways. Uh huh. And they're going to look like Ronald McDonald. They're going to look like Colonel Sanders, et cetera. And you're going to get paid by McDonald's, by KFC, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Have uh-huh. these scarecrows in your field? Uh-huh. Giant burrito. You'll get paid by Chipotle. No, no, no. It's got to look like a person. Giant burrito with eyes and a nose. Okay, it's Ch- got to look like a person. Burrito man. Okay, it's got to look like a person. <laughs> uh, and you're going to have you don't, you're going to have people go around in those outfits holding dead crows. Uh huh. So just like going around farmland, going around Iowa, in in Ronald McDonald holding dead crows, and that's horrifying. And the crows in general, isn't that going to scare the kids? No, the, uh, the crows in general are going to get to know Ronald McDonald, Colonel Sanders, whoever else you get in there, uh-huh. uh, <clears throat> as being a danger, and you can have repair teams. That target areas when there's an issue with crows attacking crops, You, they can just go to, like a cable repairman. Mm-hmm. Only it'll be a dude in a, in a Ronald McDonald suit holding a dead crow. He'll just, like, walk around the field for 20 minutes. Go. You're good. You're getting double paid. You're getting <coughs> corporate advertiser money. You're getting industrial farm money. Mm-hmm. You're getting rich. Someone's going to get shot. Do you remember when there
3: was that no. whole rash of clowns in the f- no, coming out of the, the woods? No, because the people are paying you to do yeah, it. Yeah, I understand their... that, but just because the people are paying you, they know you're there. Yeah, but the neighbors don't necessarily know what's going on. You're not doing and it. And the they neighbors. see some guy dressed and up as Ronald do. McDonald walking out on the street with dead crows in his hand. It's gonna freak you the shit out. That is gonna. That is some crazy occult shit going on there. That's what someone's gonna think. No. They're gonna be like, "What is going on in that field?" Mayor McCheese. I'm, just, I'm not saying it's a bad thing or a good thing. I'm not. The, the idea is a good money making idea. I'm just laying out some possible mm-hmm. rough patches that you need to be aware of. You don't want your business going down the tubes because one of your guys dressed as Mayor McCheese,
2: Mayor McCheese comes wearing walking. nothing but. A, a, a dress of dead crows. Yeah,
3: the, you're going to get shot in the a middle cape. of Iowa somewhere. A dead crow cage. You're going to get shot in the middle of Iowa. That's all I'm saying. I'm not. It's not like I'm not saying it's a good
2: idea. Don't get me wrong. You hold them above your head and you say, <laughs> behold crows. <laughs> behold the death that is you. Yeah, no, great idea.
3: Yeah. Yeah, I like it. A lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. A lot of industrial... Commercial,
2: a lot of money.
3: Yeah. So I was looking at, uh, I, I, going back to the bullying, I was looking up you know, threats. And, and the yeah. minute you start looking up threats, it's 90% of it is about bullying. Yeah. Right? And you, you went through all the different ways that people bully and what they do and the whole thing. But you also brought up the fact that there are people out there and there's a whole new world of anti-bullying lecturing going mm-hmm. on. People making lots of money to go to schools, high schools, grade schools, and show you ways to deal with bullies, Mm -hmm. how to disarm a bully, how to stand up to a bully, how to just show your confidence uh, and deal with a bully. I was thinking, and you know, there are guys making good money doing this. And you know, it's hard given the week that we've had with uh, our president, Mm -hmm. his excellency, Mr. President Donald Trump traveling all over Europe right now mm-hmm. for the NATO meetings, for the meetings with England, uh, and uh, 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 to not think about the way he has threatened mm-hmm. these countries that have traditionally been our allies all these years. Mm-hmm. And he is a bully. We all know it. Whether you support him or not. Yeah, he's a bully. There's, You can't deny that he is a bully. Yeah. Whether you believe that is a, a valid tactic or not, the guy's a bully.
2: Yeah. Now, if you don't believe me, ask a kid in a jail.
3: That's right. That
2: they can't find <clears throat> a baby,
3: yeah. a 1-year-old. Ask a 1-year-old. Ask the 1-year-old in court. That we forgot to write down where we were putting. That's right. Um, but you can ask our soon-to-be former allies. Yeah. Canada, yeah. Germany, yeah. Italy, yeah. France yeah. to name a few. Yeah. A lot, yeah. even and ask them how they feel. They're they always seem they don't know what to do with them. They're taken nope. aback by his threats, by his actions, all of those things. So this is what you're going to do. Okay. Cuz what we're talking about here is we're talking about big western country money here. Yeah. You are going to do like you're going to go to NATO meetings mm-hmm. and you are going to teach them how to deal with bullies. <laughs> yeah and they will then figure out how to deal they'll be able to figure out how to deal with the donald trump's of the world the vladimir putin's of the world and the the kim jong-uns and you're going to charge like a billion dollars per seat yeah and you're going to help solve the, all the world's problems as well as uh uh help these people figure it out yeah there you go
2: that's good that's big money yeah that is big money country money
3: yep we've talked about we've talked about government and country money yeah there's a lot of it
2: there's a lot of it guys uh you want to reach out to Josh no s- you don't and say fantastico idea you can get him Was on that twitter you being
3: from a different country yeah
2: great you, you can go on twitter at grq Josh noel uh
3: you can email him
2: at grq with josh and Noel at gmail. com on facebook at facebook slash grq josh noel. go on iTunes subscribe rate review anywhere you get a podcast and if you only listen to us through podcasts tune in saturday nights eight o'clock get the ideas five days before everyone else get there early this is an art star scene stick around right after we're done comes on it's all nice on ice and after that hell wave we've been following art Star scene our entire our entire run
3: run yeah on radio free brooklyn
2: yeah um you guys you got a lot of money in your pockets you need something to do with it you're gonna want to spend it josh gonna tell you how take it away
0: The most expensive suit in the world is the Stuart Hughes Diamond Edition, worth an astronomical $892,500. There were only three such suits in the world, and they were the results of a collaboration between luxury goods designer Stuart Hughes and world-famous tailor Richard Jules. As one would expect from the ultimate in luxury suits, they take 800 hours to design and stitch, and are made from the very best varieties of wool, silk, and cashmere. But what is it about these suits in particular that makes them so much more expensive than the others? Oh, it might have something to do with the 480, count them, 480 half-carat diamonds that are etched into the outer lining of the jacket. With more diamonds than you can shake a stick at, this near-million-dollar suit is certainly a must for any millionaire bling-lover willing to pay the big bucks.
2: Yeah, there you go. Mm -hmm. Spend your money on it, guys. Hey, We have full faith in our ideas, and we know that what we are putting down, you should be picking up. How do you know? It's because Josh scours the internet for rules to get rich quick, to which we judge our schemes by. Josh, where the rules come from?
3: (laughs) Today's rules, how to be a successful businessman, 50 rules of entrepreneurship. Uh, Okay. got time Uh, for a couple. All right. One, sacrifice more earlier on
2: in life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Take your kid. He's getting picked on. Let someone stick a stick up third nose and damage the brain a little bit and suddenly it's fun time Charlie the rest of his life. That's
3: right. Number two your emotional bank account is what forces you to quit.
2: (laughs) Oh man that's every thing we just did today.
3: Yeah that's a solid two for two guys you're definitely getting rich. Yeah.
2: So once again for Josh. And Noel don't spend all that knowledge in one place. (laughs) Gonna get rich quick
1: This is my lucky day